This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome to the Raiders in Paradise podcast, where we chronicle Raider greatness in Paradise, Nevada, a.k.a. Las Vegas, baby. The entertainment capital of the world, so you know it's only right. The great Raiders franchise is there. Luke Straub here, rolling solo. Raider Larry Marbley is off this week. He will be back soon. Last week on The Rip, Raider Nation, I went all positivity on us. I tried my best anyway uh, with some of my negativity and Larry's shared negativity about various things with the roster when much of the Raider Nation is rightfully excited. Lots of the national media talking positively about the Raiders. I know how rare that is. Uh, Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, the optimism is real. Uh, But I'm going to get back to keeping it real as I see it on the rip uh, with my two topics today uh, that are near and dear to all of our hearts, our Raider hearts. That would be the offensive line and Derek Carr, of course. Uh, We can talk about the defense some other time. I am strangely optimistic about that unit. I have my optimism about the offense as well, but I have some major concerns. Uh, What did I just mention? Uh, Yes, the offensive line. And before I get to Derek Carr uh, and my Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins comparison, which I kind of likened Derek Carr to Kirk Cousins a few weeks back on on the Raiders in Paradise podcast, I want to talk about that a little bit more. But first... Uh, this offensive line, and this is pretty much all I want to say about this. Um, the Raiders, the Raiders front office, Ziegler, McDaniels, uh, I know it's early in the offseason, but I believe that they deserve criticism for what they've done or what they haven't done with the offensive line. And I know their resources are stretched. Uh, Devontae Adams, the 29-year-old wide receiver, is taking up a lot of their capital. Uh, I know the Raiders are going to have salary cup uh, space coming soon after June. And I am banking on the fact that they're going to add another, another offensive lineman or two. But I was also banking on the fact that they would have already done that by now. So um, this is kind of how uh, the offensive line situation is being framed uh, by much of, the, much of the media, local, nationally, mostly locally. Uh, in Las Vegas, uh, and in Raider circles and the Raider nation, it's that, okay. Like the Raiders, like this to Sean Reed article. I want to take this for an example. This is what I see. This is what's going on here with the Raiders offensive line. Uh, to Reed had a very nice article about a mock Raiders draft. Uh, Reed's first line of his, of his article is, is the Raiders don't have many glaring needs. They've done this. They've done that. You, you know, great stuff. Devonte Adams, Chandler Jones. Uh, Then the second paragraph of Reed's article, the first sentence, reads this, reads this way. The Raiders' most concerning weakness is the offensive line, right? I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Reed goes on to detail the full roster of offensive linemen that the Raiders have, Brandon Parker included, Leatherwood included, the whole whole crew. You know, thank goodness they have Colton Miller, uh, one of the best left tackles in the league. Thank goodness. I mean, my goodness. Thank, thank the football gods. But uh, Tashawn Reed explains, he goes through the list of offensive linemen the Raiders have 
have on the roster. And Reed says this, uh, while it's fair to question how good they'd be, there are already several viable starting offensive line combinations on the roster. So it's, it's like, kind of like this, Raider Nation. This is the way I see it. It's like nobody really wants to criticize the Raiders for what they've done in the offseason because, yeah, they got Devontae Adams. They got Chandler Jones. They made some other improvements uh, that are not quite so splashy and, and honestly not quite as good. I mean, obviously, you know, those are two premier players in Adams and Jones. But despite all that, I believe that for the Raiders to, at this point, have basically taken the offensive line from last year, which was god-awful. You know, Josh Jacobs, <laughs> good luck staying healthy. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a special talent, Raider Nation. Guy can't even stay healthy. Maybe he has injury-prone uh, injury, uh, problems on his own. But last year, I think we all saw that he was not himself. Uh, became gun-shy because nobody was blocking Nobody was blocking Raider Nation. <laughs> um, and, and the pass protection equally as bad. Uh, thank goodness Derek Carr is a veteran and knows how to deal with that to a certain extent. Plus, I think John Gruden and then Greg Olson and and all that situation with the coaching staff, I think they schemed around it as well, schemed around the offensive line. But it, it hurt them in many ways. I think red zone primarily, perhaps. But, you know, point blank. The offensive line was awful last year, and they're bringing back that same offensive line. And they deserve criticism for that. They deserve criticism. I think that that is dumb. I think it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's last year Larry and I called it uh, smoke and mirrors. You know, how, how are they doing this? How are they scoring points? Because the offensive line is just dreadful. You had Lincoln Kennedy on the offense. Pardon me, Lincoln Kennedy on the radio talking about how bad Brandon Parker and Leatherwood were, how it was like their turnstiles, how they couldn't block anybody. I personally was worried about Derek Carr's health. Like I thought he was going to get his head ripped off having Brandon Parker and Leatherwood block for block for him on that side. Like I said, I think Brandon Parker is going to get the first crack at it. You've got even Vic Tafer talking about, Hey, look at their death depth. I'm like, yeah, depth of, 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 uh, they have great depth chart of very poor players. Um, and and these are, this is the kind of thing that can torpedo a season, no matter what kind of flashy plays you get players you have on the outside. As my guy, Brady Larry pointed out last uh, week, two weeks ago, um, on the rip, you look at the Raiders history. They've always had flashy players on the outside. Uh, Tim Brown, uh, had one of his best years and one of the Raiders worst years. Uh, now it's Jeff George throwing him the ball. Just for one example, I mean, I was talking to Larry on, 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 the Raiders, on the Raiders hotline last night. And he's like, yo, I mean, the Raiders even got, went and got Randy Moss. It's like these things don't help if you, if you don't have the infrastructure in place, mostly the big hog mollies, to make sure you can, you can execute your plays. Now, it, it could totally work. I, I fully anticipate the Raiders are going to acquire more offensive linemen because, good God, what are you doing? It's just dreadful. I, they deserve criticism, but nobody's really willing to do that. I don't blame them, and I'm not t- saying to Sean Reed should. That's not really his place, especially in this article. He put it out pretty plainly. It's fair to question how good they'd be, but they have the roster full of off- offensive linemen. <sighs> but for me, I just need a little more than that. 
I just, I need more than a, a, full, a full roster. I need actual players I can block. I don't think it's that asking too much. I think it's completely fair to criticize the Raiders, even in April, because they re-signed Brandon Parker. They re-signed. Um, I don't. I still don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Elamignor, the uh, the Brit, uh, who and he's like one of the best backup options. You know, Denzel Good. I mean, he could come in. He's coming off an ACL. You know, I don't know. He's like a good, solid backup. He could maybe play right tackle. I don't know. But I just know that the players they have are not very good. And they deserve criticism for that, no matter what else they've done. Uh, but but one of the reasons no one's really doing that, of course, I just mentioned, because all the other stuff they've done. Plus, it's April, so whatever. You know, what are you going to do? Um, I, however, am very concerned. So, um <laughs> You definitely know on the rip, we're not afraid to criticize what's going on. We just hope we're wrong. I hope that Brandon Parker, that look, I mean, if the coaching makes that big of a difference, if like Tom Cable was that bad, then, I mean, I don't think anybody could pre, I personally don't think anybody could be that bad. We're going to blame four seasons of Brandon Parker, not improving at all. Four seasons of Brandon Parker being really bad on, on one coach. I mean, Hey, maybe, that's not the case. Maybe you just coach him up and it's going to be magic. You know, Dave Ziegler said, Hey, he's, he's, he's tall and he's got length and he's athletic. It's like, yeah, we know, we know, we know, we know, Dave, we freaking know, but he can't block until further notice. So this won't be the last time we're, we criticize them on the rip uh, for the offensive line. I anticipate over this off season, depends on what they do in the draft. Uh, depends on what they do after June, they acquire more players. Um, hopefully all that criticism can stop week one when the Raiders can block people. But they deserve criticism for what they've done. It's whack as fuck. I don't know how else to say it. It really blows my mind. So um, moving along. <laughs> um, a few weeks ago, like I mentioned, I made the comparison. This was actually on the uh, podcast that Larry and I had when we were not super happy about the Devontae Adams trade, and we had to voice our opinion about that. And I basically said, like, look, I didn't like the Devontae Adams thing because I felt like it locked the Raiders into many, many more years of Derek Carr when I have been saying on the rip, and I fully believe, that the Raiders should want to get a better quarterback. The Raiders franchise should understand that there are better quarterbacks that are going to be drafted in the NFL. It's hard to identify these quarterbacks, but they should aspire. They should, they should, they should aspire. They should dream. They should demand better quarterback play, even from Derek Carr, um, because he's a middle-of-the-road guy. He's not a top-ten guy, certainly not a top-five guy. Um, but when they got Adams, it kind of was like, oh, man, it's Derek Carr's team. Uh, that was what I said. I'm like, oh my God, he's running the show. And he's like a Kirk Cousins type quarterback. He's a Kirk Cousins. He's a Kirk Cousins type level of quarterback. And, you know, you really want to give that kind of quarterback like a five-year deal, Raiders? Four-year deal even? When he's he's a middle-of-the-pack guy? I mean, it makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense. So uh, what I wanted to do is look at the comparison a little bit closer. I'm not going to go over it with a fine-tooth comb or nothing, but... You know, I uh, checked out some power rankings as far as they go. These are all from 2022 quarterback power rankings. Uh, Sports Illustrated 
has Kirk Cousins at number 16 in their middle-of-the-pack group. They have Derek Carr at number 19 in their mediocre group. Uh, that's Sports Illustrated. Uh, the Sporting News, this is just among playoff quarterbacks, had Derek Carr at number 10, you know, behind guys like Ryan Tannehill. Um, kind of an interesting one there. You know, there's only playoff quarterbacks, but still not, you know, no higher than number 10. Uh, NBC Sports. This, the rest of these are for all quarterbacks in the NFL. These are all current um, power rankings, as in uh, published in 2022. NBC Sports has Kirk Cousins number 17, Derek Carr number 12. Okay, okay. Advantage Derek Carr. Uh, NFL.com has Kirk Cousins number 13, Derek Carr number 10. There's another one for DC. All right, silver and black coming on up on that one. Uh, Sports Nut. Nah, a little bit of a more of a wax source, but... Still, uh, it's a power ranking on the internet, so I have it here for you. Uh, Kirk Cousins, number 14. Derek Carr, number 13. Uh, ESPN, Kirk Cousins, number 13. Derek Carr, number 12. So, I mean, those are like mixed results, right? They're they're in the same stratosphere. They're on the same level, pretty much. Okay? And like Kirk Cousins had got a one-year deal for like 35 or 40 million bucks. Okay? That's where you're getting the uh, the numbers for Derek Carr, probably around forty million a year. I think that they should probably be paid the same amount of, same amount of money per year. Hold on to that thought per year, okay? Um, totally fair, because you look even further at these stats and bear with me a little bit. I got to break out the, uh, the the laptop here, but you know both these guys. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a little is a little bit older, drafted two years before, but they've got roughly the same amount of starts. Because uh, Kirk Cousins came into the league as a backup. So Derek Carr has 127 career starts. Kirk Cousins has 120 career starts uh, with two teams. I'm going to go right to career quarterback rating. Kirk Cousins is 98.6 career. Derek Carr, 92.4 career quarterback rating. So advantage Kirk Cousins. We're going to look next at, uh, let's just look at last year's quarterback rating. Kirk Cousins, 103.1 with a QBR of 52. So that's one of the, uh, I'm going to go one at a time. <laughs> uh, rating, 103.1 for Kirk Cousins. Derek Carr's rating was a 94 because he had way more interceptions, uh, I, I gather. Their quarterback rating is about the same. Kirk Cousins has 52.3. Derek Carr, 52.4. Uh, so you get what I'm saying. These guys are similar QBs. They, they, you know, Kirk Cousins has a little bit of a reputation for um, blowing it in the clutch, not being a very clutch player. Uh, Derek Carr, on the, on the other hand, has many um, you know fourth-quarter comebacks, uh, this and that. But he's got a very poor track record in the red zone, which is like another type of clutch player somewhat, if you that's what I'll say. Um, and Derek Carr's fumbling issues are, are, are pretty, eh, they're, they're noteworthy. He had 13 fumbles last year. Thank goodness he only lost five. Um, you know, and there again, that offensive line needs to block for our guy, DC, <laughs> as I call him our guy, as I criticize him here for being on the same level as Kirk Cousins. But as I said on this podcast before, the Raiders are lucky to have Derek Carr, but let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. Just because he's a good quarterback, a solid quarterback that can get the job done. He is good, but he's not that good. He is basically a Kirk Cousins type. 
And nobody's going to give Kirk Cousins a five-year deal, a four-year deal at 40 per. Nobody's going to do that. They gave, the Vikings gave Cousins a one-year deal. And that's what I'm saying. Like, even back a few weeks ago, I had a few Derek Carr podcasts in a row, which every podcast is a Derek Carr podcast, essentially. <laughs> Dang near. Um, but I said, look, the Raiders are lucky to have him, but you don't lock yourself into him. So that's what I'm saying. Like, give Derek Carr a contract if you want. I mean, please, I understand. You know, I don't, I don't expect him to play for $20 million this year with no guarantees. Although I think it'd be perfectly, you know, I mean, be okay with me, you know, like who cares? But I think the, I understand the Raiders want to sign him. But there is no reason under God's green earth, under, uh, no, we'll say this, no reason under the, on the sports God's green playing field that you give Derek Carr a long-term deal. There's, there's no reason. There's no reason and, you know, let me tell you a little story, perhaps, and try to wrap this up a little bit. Um, you know, I was talking to Larry on the Raiders hotline, like I said, and he's telling telling me about an Xbox Live conversation he's having while playing video. Or I don't know what he's playing. Of course, they're playing video games uh, with, with some of our mutual friends. And, and he told me he relayed the conversation to me and and they were talking Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. I think it's because I brought it up. My brother was in on the chat. I, I know I brought this up to my brother. Like Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr kind of similar, right? Yeah, no, what you thinking? Uh, the first reaction was, no way. You know, Derek Carr is definitely better. You got to be kidding me. That was one point of view from, um, you know, Larry calls him King Hater, our guy, our guy, Mr. 70. Uh, but then as they gradually got to talk about it, they're like, I don't know, you know, Kirk Cousins. And, you know, maybe he, he's right there. You know, you look, for example, last year he had 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Not as many yards as Derek Carr last year, forty-two hundred. Uh, but he had, uh, you know, Derek Carr had far fewer touchdowns, twenty-three, and far more interceptions, fourteen. You know, I mean, a completion percentage for Derek Carr last year, sixty-eight percent. Kirk Cousins, sixty-six percent. You know, he's a pretty accurate guy too. He's led the league in, in accuracy before. It has Cousins back in uh, twenty fifteen. So it's like. Uh, Yo, I mean, the more that conversation went on on Xbox Live, the more they're like, I don't know, they're kind of comparable players. And this is what um, I make of that. I look at King Hater, Mr. 70's first response. No way Derek Carr is as good as Kirk Cousins. No way, you got to be kidding me. And then you look at the stats, especially last year, and it kind of rebuts that whole notion. And here's what I want to say about Derek Carr. He might look better than he actually is. He might appear to be better by the eye test than he actually is, Raider Nation. When you take a look at what he's done, his body of work over his career, and it's not as good as, 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 as how he looks. He looks, and this is why he's such a hot topic. One of the reasons why, he's in the middle. He's in the middle. The Raiders deserve, demand, should demand, do deserve, should aspire to have a better quarterback or to demand better quarterback play from Derek Carr, which I'm sure he does every year. I, of course, he's a competitor. I, I've got a lot of good vibes, a lot of good feelings from Derek Carr about his competitiveness, about his desire to win. But that only gets you so far. You, you have to look at his body of work. It is not as good, it's not as flashy as he looks on game days, especially with some of the crazy plays he makes. 
He is inconsistent. He looks like Aaron Rodgers on, on some plays. On other plays, sadly, he does not. Uh, especially when it comes to uh, red zone. Um, unfortunately, that game against the Bengals in his, his first playoff game, his first playoff start to end last year, you know, he had all the time in the pocket in the world, felt the need to drill it into Zay Jones short of the goal line. I know it's just one play, but that to me kind of epitomized what Derek Carr has been in his career. He looks better than he is, I think, perhaps. And this is something that, I mean, he's it's easy to see. It's easy to see. Anybody can see it, how good Derek Carr looks. I mean, his first start in the preseason against the Seahawks, I remember it fairly well. I was like, yeah, that guy's good. It was pretty obvious. I'm like, Derek Carr, great, great news. Raider Nation, looks like the Raiders, Reggie McKenzie pulled, pulled a rabbit out the hat, got us a quarterback. Easy to see. Easy to see his talent. Clear as day. But at the end of the day, he's a Kirk Cousins type. And those are the guys that you don't give four or five-year deals to for four or five-year deals to for crying out loud. So how's that How's that for a turn from positivity? Um, like I said, the Raiders are lucky to have Derek Carr. As I also pointed out, he did a good job last year, did Carr, of working around that god-awful offensive line. But it was smoke and mirrors. It wasn't real. It's not real. Unless you have guys up front that can, that can make it happen. Um, can block people on a consistent basis, and especially when you really need to, especially when the game um, becomes when the games become decide when the games are decided by by fewer and fewer things, decided by less and less. <laughs> uh, we'll say, um, and those are the those are the games that you really need, like a top five quarterback, if you really want to, you know, have the ultimate insurance. You know, Derek Carr has proven that he's not that guy. He he can he can work around an offensive line to a certain extent, um, but he's he's just not a top five guy. I'm happy to have him on the team. He can work around some of these issues, including his own. But the Raiders should aspire to better, and the only way you can do that and hang on to Derek Carr because he's a valuable piece right now is to sign him to a short year deal, which is what I've been preaching this whole offseason. It's very clear to me. Uh, let me see if I can get some more Kirk Cousins stats, Derek Carr stats, perhaps close this out. You can look at the fact that, you know, Kirk Cousins has won a playoff game. He's had more opportunities, you know, whatever. Um, you could look at the fact that Kirk Cousins' career wins and loss record is an even 500, 59 and 59. Uh, Derek Carr's is not as good as that as we all know 57 and 70 yeah i know he's had some bad defense some lots of turnover i get that you know kirk cousins has been on two teams though you know i don't want to sit here and like stump for kirk cousins because he's he's mid-level too i i would not you know one year deal sounds perfect ideally that's what you'd give to Carr, but with Devonte adams in the fold that's not going to happen i'm just hoping it works out for the best as far as what my point of view is because i think it's in the best uh interest of the raiders um, we'll see what Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler think. We'll see how that works out. But I think that's pretty much all I had on the podcast for this week. A little of a, a, little of a short, a little shorty, but ho- hopefully a goodie. You know, it's off season. Not much is happening. You know, we'll get Larry back in, on the show soon. I know he, he wants to talk draft. Uh, Larry, I mean, 
he, he's, he helped me uh, produce the show, if you will, helped me come up with some of the couple ideas I wanted to talk about just by, just by bullshitting with him on the phone. And, um, you know, he, you know, Larry, you know, you think me criticizing the offensive line is one thing, you know, Larry, Larry can barely, he can barely stand it. He's, he's a, I mean, that hurts his heart. It hurts his Raider soul. And, and somewhere it does hurt me because it's stupid. But I have a little, you know, Raiders, you know, Raider Larry is pretty torn up about it. Larry, I hope you don't mind me saying that. But we'll get him back on here when we talk about a little bit of the hope with the, that the draft brings. Uh, perhaps there'll be some some news coming up on, on April 11th when the offseason program starts. We can talk about some more of that stuff. Talk about some of the more positive aspects. I mentioned the defense. Larry and I were talking about the defense, and now we're getting more and more optimistic about that. Uh, so that's about it for, for this week. Um, you can follow Raider Larry at Raider Larry with his avatar featuring the late, great John Madden in gift form, pure magic. You can find me on Twitter at Luke J. Straub, S-T-R-A-U-B. Find the Rips Twitter account at Raider Paradise. And you can listen to this podcast wherever podcasts are found. Of course, you know, we're part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Shout out to the network. Really appreciate all your likes, comments, subscriptions. Uh, ratings, feedback of all sorts. Really appreciate that. Please give us more. And uh, yo, until then, we're gonna we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep it real as real as possible. It's April, sky's the limit, but no acquisition of no player, you know, can give the Raiders a free pass for what they've done with the offensive line thus far. Um, how can I end this on a positive note? How can, how it's 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 April, it's April. I fully believe. I wrote for the Raiders. Why I, I 100% believe they're going to add more offensive line players. Ridiculous though. Also, we'll see what they do with Derek Carr's contract. In the meantime, Raiders are in good shape. You know, compared to other teams, they have a quarterback, weapons. Uh, we'll see. You know, hopefully the offensive line coach can make it happen. There's a lot of positive things going on, uh, but psh, I cannot let them skate by without getting criticized for that offensive line. All right, so like I said, positivity to end this, pro- end this podcast. We all love our Raiders. Um, as Raider Larry says, win, lose, or tie. Raider Nation until we die. That is definitely the dang deal. So until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Raiders in Paradise podcast. We will talk with you next week. Go Raiders.